Welcome to Hope Blooms, a podcast from the Early Pregnancy Loss Association. At EPLA, we seek to support women and families suffering early pregnancy loss by providing resources, education, and community. It is our vision that no one suffers miscarriage alone. Welcome back to Hope Blooms. I'm Emily Carrington, EPLA's Executive Director. And I'm Stephanie Gordon, an EPLA board member. Today, we are going to talk about this idea that we actually had on our blog a while ago, last year. Moving forward doesn't have to mean moving on. And I think this is timely. It's still the beginning of the year. We're about a month into the year. There was, I think, this interesting idea of leaving, you know, leaving the past behind, especially as you come to a new year. But sometimes I think that can be really hard for bereaved mothers. Some ways you're leaving a lot of sadness behind, but in other ways you're also leaving the life of your baby behind. So I think as we start the year, it's important to realize moving forward doesn't have to mean moving on. Yeah, I think I think this goes a couple ways, right? Like we like to forget sadness, we like to leave sadness behind, live our best life now, and also not allow like accepting grieving periods. Mm-hmm. I think back to my miscarriage and when I reached one month post miscarriage, I was like, okay, I made it one month. Like I should be feeling better. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for me, it was a, it was a whole year of accepting. Oh yeah. A solid 12 months of <laughs> not, quote, moving on. So I agree with you that this is something very common. Well, and I think too, you know, there's not an arbitrary, like, I think, I think there's something good to rhythms and seasons and looking forward and newness and freshness that the new year can bring. But there's also not necessarily some magical, like wiping the slate clean with my second miscarriage. I was due in the spring of the following year. So I carried all of that grief into the new year with me. Yes. And so there wasn't feeling just like get up and move on. Right. Mm -hmm. You're talking about that first year and there are so many awful things you have to get through. It's not just you get through the first month and the hormonal imbalances and you get through, you know, sort of your first cycle after miscarriage and then you have due dates. Yeah. And then you have birthdays and then you have all of these things that sort of stare you down that (laughs) you can't like just sort of wipe the slate clean Mm -hmm. and I I think that we have to be to be sensitive to that especially that that first that first winter like my hormones my grief my anticipation and then winter yep like (laughs) Winter here, especially (laughs) in Michigan. We live in Michigan. And it was my first winter back in the Midwest. Mm. I had been in Texas. There's sunshine in Texas. (laughs) There's warmth in Texas. Winter lasts like six minutes. Um, You get like one good snowstorm. Or not even snowstorm, like one good icing. And everyone freaks out for about 18 hours. (laughs) And, And then winter's over. I never really understood why spring clothes, like real spring clothes, were for Easter until I lived in <laughs> Texas, right? I think, but I, but I also think that this is a good period 
when done well of reflecting, like moving forward. And maybe we're playing with some semantics here, moving on versus moving forward. But I think moving on suggests something like forgetting to me. That's the word that comes to mind. Putting it behind you, Mm -hmm. distancing yourself, moving on from that, like a bad boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I always, I mean, every year we honor the baby that we lost. So I think there's some uh, tradition, Mm -hmm. I guess you could call it. Um, So you're not. I do like moving forward. Yes. Because it's easy to say move on. But then to me, that feels like you're forgetting mm-hmm. whatever that Leaving was. Leaving them behind. Which is what, you know, I would say almost every mother who's experienced miscarriage doesn't do. Right. So you- like honoring that, you know, first like that due date that approaches and then, you know, honoring that birthday and like bringing that child along like with my three children, you know, I've right. talked to them about this baby and right. we, you know, celebrate their birthday and, you know, right. they're a part of your life and they still shape, mm-hmm. they shape the shape of your family. I was thinking about this the other day that, you know, I have two beautiful, vibrant children, um, but our three losses, like they still exist with that. I only have two children. Like, that's never going to – well, I mean, maybe I'll have more, <laughs> but, like, uh, well, that that could change. But they won't be replaced. We won't be – our right. family looks the way it looks because of this, mm-hmm. right? And I, I have the children I have, and it's it shapes. And But I also think with moving forward – so it's not hopeless, though. So there's this moving forward, and – Like we're sitting here today doing this and talking about our losses. And I think that's an act of moving forward. We're not sitting in the same grief cycles from a decade ago, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not – I still read and pray and journal, but I've also incorporated the losses into an active part of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's a moving forward that is good Yes, and is productive. Yes. And it doesn't mean it has to only look like this or that you even – I also incor- – sometimes I feel guilty that I haven't incorporated my children enough into my life. Mm-hmm. And then I remember like, oh, I run a <laughs> nonprofit like in their honor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, um, but it doesn't always feel conscious every day. Mm-hmm. It's not – it's not this – it's not as – ceremonial or as I thought it would be, you know, where I wake up every morning and say, this is for you. Yeah. But just as with my, the rest of my family, I don't wake up every morning and say, (laughs) this is for my children. (laughs) But every act I do is, even when it's not, sometimes it's obvious. Sometimes the, you know, labors of motherhood and love are really clear. And sometimes it's just doing life. Yes. But I understand that all centers around them. And I think the phrase moving for, forward would be helpful to any mom who's experiencing loss right now because mm-hmm. in that moment, even the phrase moving forward seem, seems impossible. But as moms who have experienced miscarriage over a decade ago, it is possible. Yeah. And then just to allow yourself some time. It's not quick or easy, but it does it does happen and it's 
usually a very beautiful path. Yeah. I, I'm looking back at this blog post I wrote last year, and I think it's it's complicated, too. I, um, you know, we talk, we've talked a lot about the mom, like, not wanting to, like, leave your child behind. But I also wrote, I like rereading what old me said. <laughs> Don't you love that? Sometimes, sometimes I, I have thoughts. <laughs> sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not. But some women might be ready to move on, move forward, and get out of their grief. This is the way I felt. 2014 was a year of hell. Between February and October, I conceived and lost two babies. And 2015 was a welcome relief. I was tired of death and I needed something different. I was not mad to say goodbye to 2014. But 2014 was also a year of life. Those babies lived inside of me, even if it was only for a few short weeks. That is something I should have done better to honor, both for myself and for my babies. And I sort of come to say what I've just said, that is sometimes I feel like I haven't done enough, but I realize that in the end, I've never forgotten. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a, if you're like ready to get the heck out of 2023, <laughs> I understand. Um I've had plenty of years like that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's an act of hope of like, all right, let's leave that behind. Um, But I think, I think it's a good, I think, and I think winter allows for this in the slow down, quiet, melancholy, gray. If you're somewhere where it's sunny, (laughs) we envy you. Yes, we do. Um, If you're not, (laughs) make another cup of tea (laughs) and reflect. Um, If you're somewhere where it's sunny, reflect into the beautiful sunshine. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important and moving forward allows for this, right? It was awful. There's something to move forward from. But it was also life. You don't have to move on. You don't have to get rid of it. Right. Um, Let there be, even if, was there some joy? Was it, even if it feels erased, even if it feels like it was all gone, but that the pregnancy test or the oh, ultrasound, yeah. yes, or telling your partner or telling Gives your me parents, like butterflies, yeah, about that, and that was all real, and in the moment, unadulterated. It's not erased by, like those were real moments of joy and life. You know, it's okay to carry those forward with us. So, how long did it take you to want to? Like after you accepted everything and maybe were grieving, how long did it take you to take that first step of moving forward? Do you feel it's such a great question? <laughs> I would say actually between both, there was a there were there were sort of these like stark. So I miscarried end of April, early May, and then again September, October, and sort of in the between, I had this like hope, obviously, of like okay, we're gonna try again, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that was an act of moving on. Oh, there's so many like, okay, what's moving forward, right? (laughs) So do you mean like getting out of bed and being a normal human? That was, you know, not that long, a few weeks Mm -hmm. to a couple months Mm -hmm. and different situation and not carrying around like, you know, the weight got lighter and easier. Being ready to have another child, that's still a messy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. and the first time I was like, okay, well, that was a fluke. Let's go for it. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then after the second one, I was like, mm. I don't I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to keep doing this. Yeah. I mean, I had one miscarriage, but I like that fear of what if it took me a solid year. I yeah. think it was a year. Yeah. I there was 
There, yeah, there was a year trying to think my first two happened sort of back to back. And there, that was an act of hope. Then my third one was a year later. Um, and that was a really early miscarriage. And I can't say that was like a super intentional. It was more of a like, like the best I could do was sort of like not try to get pregnant, but not, it was sort of like the best I could do. <laughs> muster, I couldn't muster wanting a pregnancy. It was another, almost another year before we conceived my oldest. Mm. And there was a lot of like messy, like so moving on in that way. And I would say even now, 10 years later, it, it's haunted, it haunted both my life births. Um, it was better with my second, but not great. I mean, with my oldest on this subject of moving on and moving forward, the morning she was born, a few stories on this, <laughs> um, m- less than a month before she was born. And I had never made it past 12 weeks of pregnancy. So it got yeah. easier when I could feel movements. It yes. got easier yes. when I had ultrasounds. But I had had three pregnancies that just ended in sadness. I literally had no no real concept. Obviously, I know how babies are made and how they get here and how pregnancy works. But I had no realization that, like, this was going to end in a live birth. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have any, like, traumatic visualization of what else was going to happen. I didn't didn't picture her dying. I just couldn't picture her being born. Mm -hmm. So I remember about a month before she was due – Everyone was so excited and and I went through all of the steps and we had the baby showers and they were good and they were healing and they were, I needed them, but I was still dragging my feet. And, um, about a month before she was due, someone said, Oh, do you have the nursery all done? Is it beautiful? And I was like, no, (laughs) I can't. And I mean, like I was a housewife with no children. I had all the time in the world to tend to this nursery, Mm -hmm. but I, somewhere deep inside of me, I couldn't make it real yet. And so one of my best friends from childhood came up and like made me wash all the baby clothes and at least put the baby clothes away. Oh, Emily. (laughs) So like we got that far. And, and it wasn't like I was like laying on the floor crying either. It was just like, that's not something that needs done. And then the day Abby and we did everything. We we walked through all the steps. We took our classes. We t- you know, like I had a birth plan. Yeah. I, like, oh, the birth plan. Um, yeah. I, well, that's that's yeah. That's a whole different podcast. But <laughs> anyway, and then the morning I was I had been in labor for fourteen hours, and we're at we you know we get to the doctor, we get to the hospital, and the nurse says to me, um we're going to have a baby today. Am I like, am I like my, my whole body was like, we are (laughs) like, what else are we doing here? I could feel her. I knew she was safe. I knew she, we just listened to her heartbeat. Everything. My entire consciousness knew that that's what was happening, but pregnancy never ended in babies. Mm. So to have like this baby is coming, um, so how long did it, like, I mean, in some ways forever and to like really move on and to really not be affected by it. And with my second, that was not as bad. It was like, we went to the hospital and I was like, I will be bringing home a baby. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, and, uh, I can't say that child never got a nursery, but that's totally different. <laughs> 
<laughs> second child. She had, she had lovely safe places to yeah. sleep, but it was not the same. <laughs> but yeah, I could only do the step I was on. I understand that. Even all three of my pregnancies after my first pregnancy, which ended in miscarriage, I spotted mm. with each pregnancy. And so that like that trigger mm-hmm. of, okay, and then, you know, making it to 12 weeks and then 20 weeks. And then you're like, ooh, you know, now we're 25 weeks. If something were to happen, you know, yeah, it would hopefully be okay. I mean, you you know, it's right. well, just yeah, like you start getting to that, like, box wanting, yeah, you get past that point of viability. Yes. And you're like, okay. <laughs> And and that's awful, and and NICU stays are awful. But mm-hmm. when you've lost them in that first trimester, and it's so helpless and it's so faceless, yeah, you get to this point of like, okay, I'm 36 weeks. They, you know, they yes, won't be preterm, right. and um, yeah, uh, yeah, it just sort of follows you. It does follow you. I don't know that another pregnancy wouldn't sh- sort of be haunted by it. I think the difference now is that in my old age if i were to have a geriatric pregnancy <laughs> same um <laughs> en- enough i've had enough life that i know another miscarriage is survivable yeah that's t- i think that's totally fair to say that it is awful but i also know it's a grief i can endure mm-hmm. um so yeah i think that's um, moving forward, not moving on. Yeah. It doesn't go away. It never, it, I mean, it never will go away. No. But it is possible to move forward, and even when it feels impossible. And I think that's okay. And I mm-hmm. think if you're moving, feel like you're moving forward maybe too fast, or if you feel like, am I not feeling enough grief? I don't think, I don't think there's a wrong way. Right. Everybody's going, it's going to be different for every mother. Yeah. I think it's something that we... It's, you know, in the same way that I've sort of been either hard on myself or think like, oh, have I done enough? Like, they stay with us in ways we don't know. And to just sort of trust that. Mm -hmm. So we want to encourage you in this new year to take some time for yourself and for your little one. Uh, Maybe think about ways to move forward without moving on, ways to remember them um, and ways to tend to your grief. So thank you so much for listening. This has been another episode of Hope Blooms. Thank you for listening to Hope Blooms, a podcast from the Early Pregnancy Loss Association. To learn more about how we and you can support women suffering early pregnancy loss, visit our website at miscarriagecare.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for listening.